0: Welcome, everyone, to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. My name is Colin, and I'm your host. Thank you for tuning back in. This week's episode is with Suzanne Robbins, or just Susie or Suzanne. She has a couple different names. She goes by mainly Suzanne for short, just like Cher. And we had a great conversation about a variety of things, mostly just about her life and All the things that she has gone through and where she is at now. And we had a great time. Suzanne is one of a kind. And if you are listening on Spotify or Apple, please leave a review. Let us know what you think. Let me know what you think I should say because it's just me reviewing this. I'm a one-man band here. And this was just a heartfelt episode. Getting to know a really awesome person that I've gotten to know a little bit over the last probably six months. Over the last six months or so, I've known Suzanne, and she is an awesome person and has an awesome story. I am glad I got to share some of that with you today. And I hope you tune into the next episode every other Monday, Modern Day Overthinker Podcasts. This is episode 63 with Suzanne Robbins. Welcome to the Modern Day Thinker podcast. My name is Colin and I am here today with Suzanne Robbins or Suzanne if you want to be more proper about it. She's uh one name like Cher. Just like Cher. Just like Cher. Just like Cher. Well, I'm glad you could be here tonight and I'm glad you're flexible because I did, had no idea when I was going to get back. So yeah. appreciate that. Did, uh,
1: you, did you meet any nice ladies in Des Moines?
0: uh I was with a nice lady she's a good friend of mine though uh it's a uh, more of a bu- it's a business relationship and we've st- strictly business and uh I've learned that like you don't want to mix those things sometimes and
1: yeah but if you're on the same page yeah but I whatever is good for you yeah it's just the you know right yourself. thing to do
0: yeah mm-hmm. and um she's just a we're just so great as friends though mm-hmm. and yeah it was a good trip. So great. Good short little trip. And um, I never got to actually spend time in Des Moines. So, like, for like more than a day.
1: Des Moines has never really had very much of a music scene. Like, because I started booking Banjo in '86. Yeah. And very, very few places. Like, they had Des Moines Social Club and like another, like, another few clubs. But it's, it's coming up. I think Des Moines is starting to become, I think the Quest Cities is cooler honestly, than Des Moines. Music-wise? Um, every just every everywhere. way. I, I think the Quad Cities is kind of a gem. And I uh, left you now in 88.
0: Yeah, because you left and you were... Well, tell me some of the places you, you were at when you left. And uh, you grew up here, though. Did I grew up in
1: Bettendorf.
0: Bettendorf.
1: <laughs> a, a premier shitty. Um, Bettendorf. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was... Uh, I got into the Art Institute of Chicago. Okay. And my parents said no. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, I think they were kind of afraid for me to go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So then I said, you know what? I'll go to New York City. And Which is first even... I went to Boston and then I went to New York City. Okay. And then came back and um, then Chicago and Seattle. Okay. But came back in 99 with my husband. South Sider, Seattle, graffiti artist, hot. Look like um, there's a this actor. I don't remember his name now. Red hair, blue eyes, beautiful.
0: Anyway. Okay, and he's you said South Side like when you say South Side is Chica- South Side Seattle Seattle. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know about the South Side yeah. of Seattle. I know about the South Side of Chicago. South,
1: Side, South Side. Anyway, yeah, South Side. It was pretty interesting. I had never been to a birthday party with a bar okay you know maybe it's because i'm from Bettendorf, but like we never had like cocktails at a child's party but i i went out oh okay that uh, uh, yeah a kid's birthday, party, a, a with kid's birthday party with a kid's birthday party with like okay. an active dice game i remember once my um okay. before he was my husband kevin came to me and gave me his wallet and i said why are you giving me your wallet and he's like i'm gonna go find mike and we think he's in the crack like a crow's house. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Seattle was very different even though I had lived in New York and but yeah. it was just it was an immersive experience.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, where would you say your favorite big city that you lived in was?
1: Never any of them.
0: Yeah. They can all suck it. I don't want to. <laughs> don't want no any of them. No way.
1: I want it, my dream is to like live by a little water source, but not too close so that I'm going to get flooded mm-hmm. and do like a whole DIY earthship thing. Ah. Do all my own food. Have a goat. That'd be cool. Live like that old lady in Cold Mountain. Did you ever see that movie? Cold Mountain was uh, no, like haven't. my favorite movie. Really, you've never seen Cold Mountain Mm-mm. with Nicole Kidman? No. Oh, she's hot, and Jude Law. That is true, but and they were in love. It was such a beautiful. You have to see the movie. It's like in the Civil War, set in South Carolina, Cold Mountain.
0: Cold mountain. Cold
1: mountain where the streams are sweet as the sounds of the ladies. Cold
0: <laughs> I do love the southern accent. That is one of my favorites. I do.
1: I do a really good southern accent. Because I always thought, Colin, that I was weird. But then I went down to the south and I'm like, I am southern. Because my people came up from Savannah, Georgia. Okay. We are part of the Montgomery family. You've got this look of fear in your eyes right now. You're like... Anyway. No, and I don't know yeah. what the Montgomery family is. Well, so. they were a huge, sadly, probably bad people. But Okay. Yeah, but yeah, my people are from Savannah. But anyway, we're, we're hopping
0: around here. My family's been in Iowa the whole, the whole time. Well, until they, I mean, from like different areas, Germany, uh, well, Czechoslovakia. Well, 1836,
1: not prior. Like 1836, wasn't Davenport founded in 1836 or forty two?
0: I par- I family's from Muscatine, so I'm not sure mm. what Muscatine is. Muscatine
1: was. is being highlighted on KWQC right now.
0: Oh really? About the, the downtown r- or Yeah,
1: well about I think they're just trying to like revitalize a little bit. Yeah. But about the buttons and the history and you know Oh yeah. Yeah the buttons. Which factor. I'm very much into
0: history anything. Anyway. Yeah. So we'll we'll start with uh you said in ninety nine you moved back here. So what happened next?
1: Um well, we moved we were pregnant my husband and I okay it was me that was actually pregnant yeah <laughs> which um, and he had a he had a brain tumor he had a um, multiforma glioblastoma which was a stage four brain tumor is and, this something
0: uh, that was caught at
1: uh,
0: a weird time or well
1: in January okay long story short I met my husband he was here actually in the quad cities with Kevin Lonergan he came here to paint some graffiti for the Quad City Arts. They did this gigantic David thing. And I went over to get on a guest list for one of Kevin Lonergan's raves, and I met my husband. He was sitting there playing um, guitar, and he was very suave, and he was a graffiti artist, and you know, our first date lasted a week. (laughs) Like, it was, I mean, we even had plans for babies, and like, it was really, it was one of those weird things, you know, but I was like 26 at the time.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, something out of a movie.
1: It really kind of was. Yeah. But then we broke up because he was a jealous guy, and mm. I have a lot of guy friends. Mm. And um, he did cocaine, mm. but he had promised Jesus if he ever did drugs again, he would give his life completely to Jesus, and so he went into Bible
0: college. Okay.
1: Uh huh. So he left in October of ninety eight for Bible college, and I was like, oh damn. So I just started um like I went to the West coast and was like visiting friends and figuring out what I wanted to do, like my next step. Um, cause you know, you can book bands from anywhere cause that's what I was doing, booking tours. And, uh, so I was on a hill in, um, uh, Calistoga, California. And all of a sudden I felt like he needed me. And I got in to my Isuzu Amigo First of all, I was straight edge for many years. So I had just imbibed in some marijuana on a hill in Calistoga, California, and it was very good. And so I was trying to come down this gigantic hill, which was not a hill. It was a fucking mountain. These people lied to me just to get me up this thing. Anyway, they were friends. And I felt like all the, a jolt that he needed me. And, and everybody thought I was tripping. They're yeah, like, you're tripping. You're, you're freaking out. and I'm like, yeah. he needs me. And so I was trying to get down this hill and I was like falling like Like, seriously, I was like a tumbleweed down this hill. And I got into my car and started driving on I-80. And when I got to Nebraska, I found out he was in University of Iowa Hospital with a a brain tumor. But they didn't know how bad it was at that time. Mm -hmm. So I drove right to the hospital, and I got there, and uh, he... Was going into the surgery. They didn't think that he was going to live through the surgery because he had like it blocked his cerebral spinal fluid, so his like whole brain was like a filled with fluid. But he came out, and I stayed with him from that moment on. Like I never left his side. I took care of him. I wasn't getting sex at all, and I'm a very active girl. Yeah, but very lo- very active. But you're being loyal.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Well.
1: And yeah, well, loyal. I was trying all the time. I, I he'd wake yeah, up. Yeah, I went to the hospital anyway. We were in the hospital for three weeks, and then he did radiation. And then we took we went back out to Seattle, um, because he wanted to be with his family and uh, his friends and everything. Which is how I immersed myself into the Southside Seattle culture. Okay. And it was cool, you know. Um, his mom was really neat. Her name was Michael. Uh, she was twenty five percent Lakota. Her mother was – her grandmother was full-blooded Lakota, so I don't know how.
0: I don't know Lakota. Yeah. Well, you got to give it more specific a, Lakota, me. Indian? A Lakota Indian? Lakota Indian, Native okay. American. Native American, okay, got it. So they
1: were from Idaho. So the oh. grandmother was sent to a white school and had to change her name to a white name, which was okay. Merry Christmas anyway. So Noble, I think, is like – I don't know what percentage. We don't know any of that. But, um, but his mother was really cool, and she lived with this Japanese woman named Toyoko, who she took in because – Toyoko's husband had died, so it was cute. It was like a little, it was a cool situation. To yeah. Off. But anyway, I made a move back when we found out we were pregnant.
0: She so didn't to want to the, raise kids. A kid. Well, there. Or, actually,
1: actually, I should tell you how it happened that we got married. We went to the um, <laughs> we went to the hospital to so the oncologist, and they're like, "You're going to be um, sterile after chemo, and so if you want to do reproductive banking." You oh, should, yeah, and which I don't think that was very smart because they knew what kind of tumor he has. You, I mean, that John McCain had the same tumor. Just nobody lives through those. You have the blood-brain barrier. No one lives. Yeah, and obviously we didn't have the best insurance. So definitely, you, you're not going to live if you don't have the money for it. Yeah. but um, even if you do, yeah. So on the way home from the oncologist, he said, "You know, I should just marry you and knock you up," and I was mm-hmm. like. You know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get laid, Colin. I didn't know if I really wanted to breed, but we got married three days later on um, a hillside in Seattle with like nobody there, and his mother was taking pictures with a camera with no film, <laughs> so there's like not even a picture. And we started reproductive banking that next Monday, and they pulled us in and they said his his dudes were dead, and that like they were very lack. Lackluster, Hmm. and that we would have to do IVF, and I was like, "Oh darn, we're not gonna, you know, yeah, oh darn," and I got pregnant in two weeks with our son now, who's twenty three, and so
0: they were not accurate. They weren't. It
1: was weird. So he got, and everybody was like super surprised that I got pregnant so fast, and I did. We did have samples. That's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he talked to his pastor about it, and he was like you're not allowed to look at porn so i was all eh. and then you had we to like, motivate him. We, yeah. yeah but we were laughing more than it was motivational like we had to yeah. even go get lunch <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. and we came out and people were like giggling at us <laughs> we were out of control we had we all we always had so much fun together um really, i mean
0: so was he a funny guy what was the sense of humor? oh my he god
1: around? he was he was a fun guy he was he was brilliant and kind of like a nomadic guy he yeah, liked yeah. to travel yeah but he was in, like, the Most of those
0: graffiti artists are yeah. nomads. And he has
1: some, like, really nice pieces that the city of Seattle paid him to do. Oh, yeah. So I took Noble to that. But his mother died when um, Noble was, like, two years old. And we haven't really been back. And so there's no family there. And Anyway. It, I'm glad we have Noble because Noble is, like, a perfect... He just left yesterday, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. How was that? It
1: was awesome. It was really great. It's. It was nice to... Um, have special time with him without he says his he husband it. okay I was like he yeah, has a partner yeah he's married okay. and his husband lives in Iowa or his family's from Iowa City okay so they live in Charleston you know and uh, anyway it was really great
0: we had a good time we went to the zoo um, you've done some stand up haven't you just yep. here and there yeah yeah
1: that was my dream I got it I got into Second City
0: really Mm-hmm.
1: and then life happened yeah, yeah. yeah. and now honestly I don't want to do it
0: you don't want to do it anymore
1: uh-uh, I don't think so. It seemed, I mean, to see you guys with your craft, you guys are so fucking serious about it. <laughs> like, I can't put that much thinking into it. I just, yeah, I just want to get up and people have no idea. Like, seriously, and you honestly, not to bl- blow smoke up your ass, because I will never do that, but you are one of my favorite Quad City comedians. Because you per- perpetually, you know, elevate. And I dig that. Yeah. You're funny.
0: That's why I like comedy so much. Mm-hmm. and. i I appreciate that because, like, it, there's not a, you don't like ever like hit a place where you're like, yeah. And I've even, my friend was talking to me about uh, Jerry Seinfeld talking about like how he still like bombs. Yeah. <laughs> like every once in a while.
1: You're not going to connect with anybody. It's like ebb and flow.
0: It's never, you're never going to perfect mm-hmm.
1: it. No. I think if people dig who you are, then in are interesting.
0: That helps, too, if you get, they the, like get that the crowd stories. on your side.
1: Well, at Brad's memorial, everybody was so bummed out, so I thought I'd get up and tell a story, which was probably not the best. I told that story about my vagina, and then, mm. remember that? Were you there that night? I was
0: Brad's. there, but there was a lot going on.
1: There was. People were laughing. I was just trying to make people yeah. laugh. Yeah. Because, you know, I think I've always been um, somebody that, like, I always constantly, if I see something, Like, for example, there was an elderly man. I was watching him try to get his groceries because men do not ask for help. No. And he was at Hy-Vee, so then he sat at the patio furniture. And I came up to him and I said, are you a model? And at first he was like, what? And then (laughs) eventually we were sitting down and I was like making him laugh. Yeah. And for me, that's all I need in life. That I made this man laugh. I got some good cheese.
0: Yeah. And I'm rolling out. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. We talked about that. Me and my friend Katie did about, but we talked. We talked about actually um, men at not asking for help because, because oh. I asked for help when I was out there because like um, it was after a little while after I I couldn't figure it out and I was like, um, but that's one thing I've learned. Uh, There's more like as I get older, uh, I I don't have the ego like a lot of guys do. I just never because you're
1: evolved. You've transcended, yeah, Yourself, that. you know. You've done the steps with your sobriety, your yep. spirituality, and you've yeah. evolved. There's work to be done with ego, uh, and so many people. And sometimes it's
0: way quick. You know how much time people waste because their ego, like not asking for help. Yeah, so much time. And I was like, and ask for help. Definitely. Yeah, we rented an Airbnb, and like they they um there's was supposed to be a key fob in a lockbox, mm-hmm. and they didn't tell us where the lockbox was it and wasn't it, on the door it was it was an apartment complex oh. and i was like where are they gonna put this and it was in this cabinet which i never would have figured out yeah. until i asked some random dude that was coming out like checking his oh. mail i was like do you know where the lockbox are yeah is there he's like everybody nobody ever knows where they are they're down here i'm like oh I, I never like, would have looked there.
1: I love interacting with everybody. Like oh, I yeah. literally interact with everybody I encounter. To each his own. And my journey is to um my mom always said it was to bring sunshine. I think I completely came to this this life just for my mom to bring sunshine. Because
0: her family
1: is uptight. Yeah. Sad people with ego issues.
0: And keep it all bottled up and
1: they're gonna get ass candy. Yeah, I'm just saying.
0: That's too Don't bad. It up. Well, when did you? You said you. Did, okay, so take things back. What you're, what you were doing as far as a career, you were doing um, booking. That's what yes, you did in book.
1: 1986, I started doing punk rock shows in the Quad Cities. And then I had a little club called Uncle Roscoe's Polo Club that I booked, Okay. which was a phenomenal all-age. It's kind of like the Village Theater, which is ironically also a Davenport Turner's Hall. Okay. Yeah. And um, which is weird. I, I got this Davenport Turner fetish, which I wanted to buy the Turner Hall. It was just for sale, but it's a really bad. Not a great neighborhood. Anyway, mm. so I did that. I, I was booking uh, the East Coast by the time I was 16. I was booking the West Coast by the time I was 17. And then I booked nationwide tours. And so I worked for like Red Decibel Records, which was out of Twin Tone in Minneapolis. So I worked at, on Nicolette on in that office at the Twin Tone office. I worked for Cleopatra Records, Metal Blade Records. Um, I've done a, a lot of things for a lot of bands. Some of the bigger bands I booked, not that you asked. No, I want to know. Millions oh. of Dead of Cops I booked for four years. Um, right now they're touring with GBH. They're all very old. Um, Dave Dichter is sober again, so I'm hoping that they get through the tour. They yeah. tour continually; like okay. they're all over the world. They tour. I did w- wasn't their international agent. I was just their American agent. Yeah, yeah. But and a lot of you know, like industrial. One of the guys from Thrill Kill Cult, Buck Ryder. He um he branched off and did this uh, group called Electric Hellfire Club. And I was their agent for four four and a half years. And they were a huge band, huge band. They've they toured with Marilyn Manson. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I mean, it was. I had a great career. I was a publicist. Um, Actually, my agency mate that I worked with, Kelly Way, is now runs the Metro in Chicago. And I, um, I mean, I could have been retired by now, but I chose love.
0: Yeah, I just love. I just love. So, when did the, you said you done? You did started doing matchmaking. When did that happen?
1: Well, when I came back here, it was a total fucking fluke. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, I don't know who's listening.
0: No, you're good. I'm sorry if I'm not elevating with I my put, words. I put I put a parental advisory on it. Oh, everything. good, yeah. excellent. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. In 2001, Noble was like a baby because my husband, uh, he died obviously when I was six months pregnant. Okay. we get to that part?
0: We did not specify when and he passed He died
1: six months, when I was six months pregnant. So basically, he knocked me up and then came back as our son. I'm just joking. I don't know. It could be true. <laughs> um, But uh, I was back here, and I booked, like, I've always booked bands. So what am I going to do for a living? And I didn't know. And I was just trying to, It was I was shell-shocked. And I just knew that since I had just come back to the Quad Cities after being gone for nearly, you know, ten years, mm-hmm. I wanted to meet friends. So I started speed dating at the Buttendorf Library. Mm. Um, and the first night that I did it, all the TV stations showed up because I was the first person in Iowa to do speed dating, which was a huge thing out east. Yeah. Um, and I called myself the Seven Minute Yenta. Because the Yenta is a Jewish matchmaker, which I'm not part of the tribe. I wish I was. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm all like 98% Northern European with yeah. like 4% Neanderthal. <laughs> like my people were in caves for a long time. I have no spiciness. Yeah. So um, I lost my train of thought there again.
0: No, no, no. The, so you did your first. Oh, my first. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said Everybody it was a came, big deal. Yeah.
1: And I did that for 18 years. Okay. I was a matchmaker. I I married off 152 couples.
0: What's your uh success rate? Is it-
1: Ten divorces. That's it. And two Ooh. deaths, or three I mean, now. Somebody just no, died. Any death. murders? Yeah. And then I have nine. Just, nine. What'd you say? Any murders? murders? Oh my God, no. <laughs> I'm I was really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. I was really like it was my. I called it my ministry. Yeah. Because I was a Christian until 2012. Yeah. Um. And so it was really important for me to do it. And I loved my people, but I wasn't working on myself. I was just giving it all. But it allowed me to stay home and be the the room mother. I homeschooled Noble for a while. um, And it allowed me to be the mother because I knew I couldn't go back to booking bands with a baby. Hmm. With no dad. I had married a man with no money. My family was furious. I was told I made my bed. I needed to lay in it. Mm. So they would babysit him on Friday nights for speed dating because I was making money. And I was very appreciative of that. But I didn't. Otherwise, I didn't have much of a life. It was just speed dating. Taking care of parents. Speed dating. It was just.
0: How many people would you usually get at these speed dating events? Um,
1: 10 to 15 women. 10 to 15 men always equal. Okay. And then I'd rotate them around. And, you know, I, I would do a little stand-up in the beginning to kind of loosen them up. Yeah, yeah. And it's it it's kind of awkward. It was. And I really did. you know. And then afterwards, I would take them to a local establishment to bring them and bring more dollars to the people. Like, we used to go up.
0: there was a great— So you have a deal with somebody? Like- I didn't
1: have a deal. I should have. Because, like, a lot of times I'd call and people were like, I can't come. I don't have money. I'd say, well, you're in this group. I asked you to come. So just come. Don't worry about it. Right, I would gift people all the time. And then afterwards, I'd be drinking water with lemon, and I'd see them ordering cocktails and apps. And I'm like, what? So yeah. Yeah, I didn't have a deal with anybody, but I brought a lot of business to local places. Okay. There used to be a place down, well, Trattoria, Tiramisu, the little Italian place across from oh, KK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and then we'd, we'd all go out, and then a lot of women, sorry, Met a lot of their best friends. Okay. I actually had a brother and sister who was separated at birth, meet each other at speed dating.
0: That's wild. Yeah. Uh
1: Uh-huh. It was weird. Like, how they figured that out, I have no idea. Because then people would have to go through me to, like, exchange numbers.
0: Oh, so yeah, it wasn't weird? Yeah. And then, I don't know.
1: It was interesting. I met a lot of good people. I was. It was all word of mouth. So at the end, I w- would always say, "If people ask you and their dicks, how this was, just tell them you met a lot of people that lives in their mother's basements." <laughs> you know, I don't. I didn't want. You know, I had a great group of people. I really did. So it, how
0: did you find like the the people, the people that? People? Yeah.
1: Well, it was word of mouth, but
0: yeah, everybody knew about me. Because you weren't and, just gonna have so much of both. And then if so.
1: anybody wanted to Google me, Susan Esser. Okay. Um, you'll find all the press for that, um, for seven minute Yenta people would find me and then, um, to get men, I, women have no idea how I hustled. I would go up like, if I saw you, I'd be, go up to you and be like, are you Julie's husband? And then you'd say, oh no, I'm not married. And then I'd be like, oh my God, how are you? You know, I would like go up and find men recruit, recruit completely. Because there are not a lot of great men. This is why I'm really confused as to why you're single. (laughs) Because, honestly, I would be a matchmaker if there were better men in the Quad Cities. They're not, sadly. Yeah. You know? um,
0: Yeah, we don't have enough time to explain why I'm single. But there's been a lot of...
1: Well, it's good to be picky.
0: Yeah, I'm particular now, but it's... That hasn't always been the case. You
1: need to meet, like, my biggest clientele were teachers, nurses, and engineers. Mm. I don't know if it's because they were able to be cerebral, you know, for seven minutes. I don't know. But I think you need to find a nice teacher. I think, ladies, that Uh somebody out there knows a really nice teacher, and he is Iowa professional matchmaker approved.
0: Hey, well, I'll have to put that in my Mm -hmm. bio.
1: I think so. (laughs) Ladies, if you're interested, find me. (laughs) suzanne robbins on facebook
0: she's the only i think you're the only suzanne robbins probably
1: Yep. probably
0: well let's talk a little bit about some of the things that happened later in later in life where you said you were diagnosed as to be on the spectrum and you weren't until how old were you 48 48 48 and how did that diagnosis come about
1: through therapy through therapy Mm-hmm. and I was like what
0: how many sessions did, were, did it take for them to be like two
1: two jeez, two but you know everybody thinks like I'm all I'm outgoing and you know I always say I'm an introvert disguised as an extrovert mm. but honestly I you know you'll find me out if I'm making money Like if I'm doing a social thing, people are like, "You, I've partied with you." I'm like, "No, you've you've paid to get into my shows or done one of my parties." But like, Like, trust me, I'm not partying. Yeah, I'm hustling it, you know, so I can lay in your money naked later. (laughs) Have I done that? Maybe once or twice. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's really dirty. (laughs) It's
0: It's okay, but no. Um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, people think. Yeah. Because you're so outgoing, people think you're, like, out there partying with them. Yeah,
1: and I never... I was straight edge, and then, like...
0: Until how? (laughs) Until I was, like, 22. Yeah.
1: A few times, like, okay, when I was 12, I ate all the fruit out of the neighbor's graduation punch.
0: Oh, you didn't know.
1: I didn't know. I just ate all the fruit. And then I threw up. Oh, yeah. And so I got drunk, I guess, at 12. They found me passed out in a (laughs) sandbox. (laughs) They were like, what happened, Susie? But, yeah, like, a lot of stuff happened as a child. Like, I got locked in a closet in second grade by my second grade teacher. What's it called? Like, a paper closet at Grantwood Elementary in Bettendorf. On purpose? uh, Yeah. He he put me in there with the book. He left the light on. But there was a cutter in there. I could have – I mean, things I think of. Like, I stuck my head in first grade in the desk, and the fire department had to come. Just weird stuff that was happening. But, you know, it was always Susie. And oh, that's so just, like, It's just, just Susie. Yeah, yeah. It's Susie, you know. And then I would, you know, people would try to, um, I would say things that would not be appropriate. And people would be like, Susie, always Susie. And then I, you know, I didn't know. I just, which is good that I have the safety word now, and pe- that's kind of funny to some people, but for me, it's appreciat- you know appreciated. My friend Eric Sorensen, the congressman, when we were on TV together, you know, if I was ever going off script, he'd be like apricot.
0: He, <laughs> he
1: knows my word. People do. Yeah, I have a video of my son. I was singing at the zoo on the train, and I was singing. I'm at you know anyway, and he he was apricotting me. And, which I stopped immediately because apricot is the safety word.
0: Yeah, I gotta stop. It's like you're getting out of line. But I
1: mean, it, it under like you know the diet stuff. Like you know, like right now I'm I just eat like cheese, nuts, and cucumbers, like weird stuff. Let's go through. Like, weird. It's not weird. I guess it's just me. But now that I know, you know, um, I can work on things because before it wasn't that I didn't understand. You know, peripherally, did I say that right? Peripherally. Oh, I hate that word. Anyway,
0: peripherally.
1: But now I understand a little bit more of why I feel the way I do in certain situations.
0: Okay. You know, I I just didn't. People or just yourself or both.
1: I mean, I love people and I like being by people, but sometimes I think maybe. I come across as crass when I'm not meaning to be crass. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and, or rude, which mm. I don't know. Would you ever think I was rude? No. no. Somebody just called me rude, and I was like, "Really? Uh, I don't think so." I mean, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I do. I just treat people the way I want to be treated, and yeah, the old yeah, the old golden rule. Do I was. Onto others.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm I sorry. Was, I'm having a hot flash. Oh, you're good. Okay. I don't know how much that'll there. pick up on the mic. We'll see.
1: Oh God, can you imagine? It's uh, like right, right.
0: <laughs> so and you said the the tick started after that? No, no, no. I have or a, before. A,
1: I have a tick that started and when Kevin was sick. Okay. And it's you like think a gigantic it's of stress or yeah. something. Yeah. It's a gigantic it sounds like a hiccup, but it's like eh, It's yeah. really loud. It. It's really loud. It yeah. really and I don't know what's coming. I loved it when I had a mask on. Because people didn't know it was me. <laughs> and I'd it. be like, what? what but the kids that? have been like, <laughs> yeah. I've heard kids say, mom, is that a puppy? And the mom's like, shut up. Mm. And then I'll say, I'm sorry, I have a tick. And then, or sometimes I say I've been drinking all day or something to like, Lighten ah. the mood. Yeah. But it is embarrassing and it, you know. It is, it, when I'm on stage, it doesn't come out, which is weird. Well, it's an oddity market. It's the eclectic market. at Skylark. May 28th. May 28th. May 28th. Yeah. 24 vendors. tax I have a ta an European taxidermy woman. I have four oddity vendors, two vinyl vendors, Johnny Clooney. Uh Death Stitch clothing is gonna be there.
0: Um The stuff you wouldn't find.
1: Oh no, you'll never yard. find this stuff ever. And I've like we've been doing this for a year. I have at How has Skylark. It been what?
0: Has it been picking up?
1: It's huge. It's always been huge. Like yeah. everybody's making bank. Although awesome. last week, or the last market, I brought, I make stuff out of spent shells for bullets, you know, bullets, stuff. I make mm-hmm. peace signs out of stuff. It's like free brass. Have you never seen what I make?
0: I think so. You don't, you'll have to show me.
1: Suzone.shop on Instagram, if anybody wants to check it out. But um, yeah, I brought a bunch of peace signs with bullets and put them all over my table. I had bullet earrings and people were not even coming to my table. I sold little at my market. Hmm. So the mentality of my market is not that of people that appreciate the irony of bullets on a peace sign. But we have a lot. I think it's clever. A lot of the burlesque people, you know, the burlesque performers. The Burleys, as some call them. The Burleys. The Burleys. Yeah. Yeah, All the cute girls. I really feel like, you know, now that my son, you know, he left at 21, I feel like my life... Is really blossomed because I was, you know, a full time mom and now I can like go out and know things and meet people. And yeah, I really like, I don't, I haven't left the house.
0: I wish you could do the matchmaking thing again. I could, uh, I could use some help there because I am not getting back on the dating apps. I will tell you, I'm on
1: all the dating apps. Really, did you see the picture I used?
0: That was funny as shit. That
1: was funny, wasn't it? I
0: saw it while I was driving, so I didn't get a chance to really Mm -hmm. look at it, but it's great. Thank you. I saw the mask and I I had a good,
1: I met a guy in Des Moines actually online. And it really seems like the perfect match for me. Like he sends me all the stuff he finds in the garbage. <laughs> so I was like, the last guy I was with would not even take me to Goodwill, even if we drove by. He was so stuck up. I don't know why I was with him.
0: Yeah, I don't know where I was, but I was I was either walking or driving somewhere, and I saw that picture, and I, kind of, <laughs> and I was like, oh,
1: you'd hit that right. Oh yeah
0: it, hilarious
1: you're um, like no i would not but
0: <laughs> i found
1: that in a garbage actually yeah i i i enjoy like <laughs> it, that is look it's a tinder it really is my tinder does anybody want to see it <laughs> it's uh, in my hot tub I, I wear it and then somebody wrote oh, like um han's son christian Mm-hmm. said I like the teeth, and little does he know those are my real teeth. I got like rabbit teeth. I think he thought they were like some big teeth, but those aren't mine. I are think just the way it's yeah, out, yeah and you can't way, see yeah. your bottom
0: ones very well. Yeah, you
1: can't. It's weird. <laughs> I don't I haven't been, added- I haven't been getting many tenderists lately. <laughs> but then I never swipe right. Never. Never. I some I you know I say on all the apps just I do have some people that I do things for, right? I can be bought, matchmaking-wise, but I'm not cheap. Uh, I'm not doing the, let's help America out anymore. Right. Let's help Suzanne out. I'm living in Grey Gardens. <laughs> uh, yeah. My house is like, I've got a speed bump in my like kitchen right now. Like a literal speed bump. It goes, I had a leak under my sink, and I had plastic bags. Never do that. Plastic bags, kind of like I didn't see the leak because it was the way it was going, but it went under the subfloor and I have no idea. So now I have to, now I'm not going to be able to give so much away. I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do with my
0: subfloor. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: My old dogs, they keep falling.
0: Like, uh, they're like,
1: they go up and then they come down and then one just slides.
0: You have two dogs, right? Yeah. They're both they're both old? Yep.
1: I love them. But how every old, night we're, we're going to bed, I'm like 10, right? 16 and 15. And every night I'm like, if you guys, if you see the light, I want you to go towards it. And just know, I love you and I'll see you on the other side. Uh, yeah, because. Just go towards the light because. That's a long. It is. And they're both now like diapers. Do you know how much I spend on diapers a month? On dog diapers Dog diapers I can't go anywhere I can't travel because they've been kicked out of the kennel. True story. there was three of them. There was a mother, her daughter and her the daughter and the brother they hooked up when they were 11 months old. Anyway and that's how I got George Washington hmm. and that's the grandson So now it was I, I always said it was like two single mothers or we were three single mothers raising our kids in the house. Me and Noble, Cleo and Alice, and Alice and George. Three single mothers. So they're my family. But, and I love them. I don't want them to suffer. Yeah. But, and George is getting to be a dick to his grandma. Mm. Like, he'll be laying there and all of a sudden, like, just freak out for no reason. Like, it glitches in his brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm really worried that he's gonna do something to her, and you know that's not cool. So.
0: Yeah, he's starting to like get like. Yeah. Dementia or something. I don't know. dementia the or something deme- like dogs can get he dementia. He ate
1: some edibles. Ooh, but he was already glitchy. But I think the edibles compounded it. He ate 100 milligrams. So that was like the worst night of my life. That's a lot. It was bad. That's a lot for a person. It fell out of the freezer, and. I saw him grab it and I was running after what him. What was it? It was a, a chocolate pussy.
0: Chocolate.
1: <laughs> it was, he ate my chocolate pussy. It was a 100 milligram chocolate pussy. And... Yeah, um, well, first
0: of all, chocolate, dog, bad.
1: Well, dark chocolate. Oh. Dark chocolate. So I called his vet, Angie Penrod, who lives in Charleston. Thank God. She's retired. But she was one of the... Anyway, she told me, get some peroxide. So I'm in the front yard, like, putting peroxide in the fucking dog's mouth. He won't throw it up. So now I'm holding him and I can see him. It was horrible. I was crying the whole night. I was like, I'm so sorry
0: Yeah,
1: this happened to you. But like he grabbed it so fast. So fast. I didn't even know like it had fallen. Honestly, I was sitting there peeing (laughs) and I look and I saw it in slow motion and I got up my panties down around my waist running after the dog, then slipped on the, the bump and went down slipped on a piss pad and just went down and then i just knew i'm in for a roller coaster it was horrible but he lived
0: and is fine did he enjoy it you think
1: no i think it was oh i think it was horrific i think he was seeing demons it was horrible i held him it was horrible and then he vomited in his bed and his bed had to be thrown away because I'm not good with vomit. He like, had to be
0: violently high.
1: Just yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Noble once threw up, and I threw up on top of him. Like he was. I can't deal with puke. I cannot deal with puke, blood, mm. pus. But zits, I can. But,
0: uh-uh, yeah. No. Uh-uh. That never really bothered me uh, too much. I have a pretty strong stomach. Like That stuff doesn't gross no. me out that much. Totally grosses me out. Um, I probably, if I cared... Anything about, like, learning, like, any type of science or biology, I probably would have gone, like, you know, like, the doctor rod or nurse route or something. I could but, see you. But I don't. I'm not into it. it just They need
1: RNs really bad. I know they do.
0: Actually, if I was going to do anything in the medical field, it would be, it would be a therapist. But, yeah. Uh, that also requires.
1: Well, you have a four-year degree already, right?
0: Yeah, it would just be a master's. Do I it. I've thought about it.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you do for a living, but I mean, you don't have to tell me about, oh, no, like, I don't even right. want to live with you. I just want to be married because when you die, I want to be protected. I already was left with $3 and six months pregnant. I'm not going to do it again. You know, I'm 52 years old. Yeah, I'd like to get married and share bills with somebody, right? Yeah. 50-50, let's do this. I own a house in Buttendorf. Yeah. I've, yeah? <laughs> I'm
0: fun. Yeah. you were, I knew you'd be a fun guest to have. That's why wow. I had you on. And uh, there's just so much we could talk about.
1: There is so much that we when could talk about. When you
0: talked about. about you talked about the level of you said you don't want it you're not sure if you want to do matching right here or you don't want to do matching right here because the because the quality of men and how do you how have you gauged that? Uh just just I mean just I not, I just
1: don't have the energy to okay. solicit got it. Maybe that should be Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hustle men anymore. Mm. Not for matchmaking. Not for
0: matchmaking. Just, just joking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be responsible. Honestly, I'm really enjoying. Since my son left, like the, like, I ran after his U-Haul the day that he left. It took people t- to separate us. We were both crying and holding each other. But now I love it. I love being by myself. I love, I don't, I'm not responsible for anybody. I don't have to make any, you know, I love to take care of people. Like I did his, you know, that kid left with so much shit. I mean, and I did his laundry and I was so happy to have him. But now that he's gone, you know, I like having my space and. Yeah. Yeah. I just want like a pension or something. You know what I'm
0: saying? (laughs) Yeah. Is that wrong? (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. It's not cheap to li- just survive anymore. My mortgage is cheap.
1: But I've owned the house since 2001. And I was yeah. pissed because I had no credit because I lived my life like a um, little house cash. on the prairie. Yeah. Pa said, Pa Ingalls always said, cash on the barrel. So I always paid cash for everything. But, you know, at 29, my parents had a co-sign and they would only co-sign in Bettendorf. But I mean, I paid for the whole thing myself, not a penny for my parents. So that I was pissed because I wanted a different house. But now I'm like, oh great, because my house has tripled in Bettendorf now. So oh
0: yeah, not a bad investment. Mine, I only got mine five, almost five years ago. It's already like worth thirty or forty percent more.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: It's nuts.
1: You know what Jay Z says? It's all you know. I don't. It, it it freaks me out to see all these people with like and okay, so everything I wear is used. I never buy new clothes unless I know it's American made and not made by a slave. I've been like this since I was sixteen when I found out about um, you know, what was happening in Latin America and all mm-hmm. the people that have been you know, that are getting paid pennies for nothing, you know. Yeah. I drink fair trade coffee, I, I wear used clothes. But the point of that story is I lost it.
0: You were gonna say something about Jay Z.
1: Nope. I, I'm just saying that everybody wants to like wear names on them and like.
0: Yeah, I don't care. And
1: they're they're spending all this money on like designer purses, which mean nothing. But Jay Z saying you have to own real estate. You know, they're trying to tell people you need to buy land because that's the only thing that you can get in this country that's going to be worth anything mm-hmm. is some land or a nice cave. Yeah, you might need it could fall down. Yeah, property, land. What do you want to do in the apocalypse? Do you want to live? Yeah. Oh, you do? I don't. I want to be popped right away and made into jerky. Oh. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Seriously, Uh, I
1: cannot live. I will not be able to live in the apocalypse. I do not eat things from cans. Going back to the spectrum thing, like... Oh. There would be nothing for me to eat, and... Just make me jerky. It's got THC in it. (laughs) Maybe extra delicious. (laughs) I'll chill people out. You remember me as you're eating my thighs or my fat ass.
0: (laughs) Survive? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you could help other people survive. You could. Yeah, I would Mm. want to survive. I Uh, don't. And uh, because you know, you, you know about the dollar right now. It's yeah. It's it's not good.
1: People have no idea. People are not even paying no, attention. No. And shit could just, any minute, you know? Yeah. Every day I wake up, I'm like, thank you, God, universe, for my coffee, for my house, for my water, you yeah. know? Thank you. And my first bong. I'm like, thank you,
0: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the dot. yeah, the dollar, ooh.
1: It, everything's precarious right now. Yeah.
0: I so don't know. Very weird questionable society we live in right now.
1: It's always been bad. It's been way worse. People are like, Oh, it's getting worse. Uh, no, it's not because it's now it's been people- worse. Oh, it's been way worse. I mean, look at all the stuff that they did, you know, in Memphis and, uh, all throughout the South and, you know, look at, uh, the, you know, the, the West, the, the pioneers look at, uh, you know, the Mormon church, John Lee Doyle, who was one of Brigham Young's right-hand men, you know? He pretended, they pretended they were uh, Native Americans and slaughtered a wagon train coming into Utah. I mean, everything has been, everybody has always ran scams. There's always been a 50-50. It's, you know, yin and a yang. Mm-hmm. Just that people need to realize that you, you have to keep being the yang if you want to fight the yang. Don't, don't give in to the yang.
0: So that's your, that's your public service announcement don't for everyone. Don't give in to the Yang. Don't give in to the Yang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when, uh, when you moved back here, uh, you started doing the um, the matchmaking stuff. When was it where you decided, I don't want to do this matchmaking stuff anymore?
1: My mom, who was my best friend and honestly my soulmate. And I I know I, I said I, incar- I really do feel like I incarnated for her because she was on birth control pills for six months with me before they knew that she was pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like a ninja baby. And they wanted two kids, and then eight years later, I came. I found that story out at Ponderosa at the Sunday Bar. My sister decided to ruin the Sunday Bar at Ponderosa for me and told me that story. Mm. I was like, what? I wasn't wanted? Because my brother and sister did not ever like me. And my sister killed herself in 2003, and I I have a brother who I think is still alive. I don't know. He's in Bettendorf.
0: Um Oh, you haven't ran into him either?
1: Mm-mm. The wow. universe knows what we need. Truly, I, I believe that. But uh, I just. Yeah, because
0: that's wild that you haven't ran into him. So yeah. I have
1: an aunt and uncle too. I, I never run into anybody. Thank hmm. God, because my parents died. My mom died in 2015, and then my dad died seven months later. Oh, wow. And I did hospice for both of them, I took care of them and. You know, I would come over in a big tutu, a pink tutu, and like just make them laugh because they were, you know, my mom had COPD from smoking cigarettes, and my dad had kidney cancer probably because he like threw Roundup with his bare hands. Mm. Yeah, he was from Eldridge. He was interesting. He was an interesting cat. <laughs> yeah, they both were. Chuck and Linda. My parents have been thanked on more albums than I have because the bands would stay at their house.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. So Nate from the Foo Fighters stayed when he was in christ on the crutch they played at uncle roscoe's so nate stayed with my parents for three days and my mom did their laundry and they fed him and nate loves the civil war and my dad loves the civil war so they were really into the civil war and they were talking about it and my parents like you know i don't know if my my dad was proud of me but you know i was really proud when he called me and he said is nate on the tonight show and and I s- turned it on, and he was in the Foo Fighters, and that's when I found. I was like, "Oh, yeah, Dad, that's that's neat. And he was like, "Oh, he's in the Foo Fighters." And then, you know, I don't know. That was kind of cool. Yeah. They worked all my doors. Oh,
0: and my that's parents cool. parents
1: said, "Yeah," because you, you can't trust anybody with your door.
0: My parent, my parents, my dad worked the door one time for my con- one that's of my all, comedy that's shows.
1: That's so cool. Oh, guess what? I'm doing June 16th. Just you're the first person to be told this. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Stage two reunion. DJ Shane Brown, Skylark, 7 o'clock, June 16th.
0: Okay. I don't know who that is.
1: Well, Shane Brown, he is a huge DJ in the Quad Cities, and like all of us oldsters know him. Okay. But he DJed at Stage Two. And Stage Two was like our teen club. Okay. I was on the original board in
0: 1985. Oh.
1: Yeah, but we're not going to have tombstone pizza because they used to like, <laughs> yeah. sell tombstone pizza yeah. by the slice.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. And
1: all you could drink pop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like flowing heavy. Like you were like, Egh. everybody was hopped up on sugar.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: It was so fun. That was a fun place, you know, and I tried to do the teen club, you know, at Skylark. It didn't
0: and very
1: well. oh my God, dude, I lost my ass. I had s- four exchange students that were on my guest list and then three young country girls um, that were friends of the family, which were lovely. It, they all had a blast, and to watch them all dance was fun. But And I had made like a mocktail, like I had studied. I had made these apple cider mocktails with like rimmed, sugared...
0: Yeah, glasses and stuff, yeah.
1: I mean, I was, making, I was trying to make it really cool, but as the kids, I had kids from all the high schools passing out flyers. Uh, everybody was laughing at people that they were passing out flyers. Like nobody wanted to go to a teen club. Mm. Like really, it, like good music. I guess they would rather drive around and go into abandoned houses and.
0: Yeah. 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 Times uh, I talked to the, my last guest uh, was is a middle school teacher and he just talked about how. They're just, this is, this, this is the kid, this is them all the time on their phones and. Yeah, they don't listen. Yeah, they, uh, that's how they communicate uh, for the most part.
1: Because they know what they're coming into.
0: Yeah, it's. Um,
1: they need to find something to disable the signals. I don't know. block it or tasers. I don't know. Yeah, I don't right, have yeah. an answer. It's sad though. Well, his
0: thing was like just at school because he's trying to teach and these kids are busting out their phones and he's like, they don't need to have their phones. They should check them in to their locker and have to lock them up and.
1: Or have a bag that they all can go into. And if you see somebody's yeah. phone that they, they take away, but you can't because I've had my friends who actually worked at Bendorf get assaulted. Some kid punched her because she took his phone. I don't know. I would not want to be a teacher right now. No. But in that sense, though, I'm going to, you know, I don't know. I have a good rapport with kids, but I'm not like a soft kid. You know, like I'm not. I'll be like, yo, you know, this is what's happening. And yeah, kids listen to me. Oh, it's pretty popular on the field trips.
0: They like honesty. I mean,
1: I think in real. Just
0: keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: I'm as real as they come.
0: Yeah. You want authenticity uh and not just yeah i don't have uh yeah it was cool getting a perspective from a middle school teacher nowadays I was, like, I was like middle school is already weird like that time period is already just
1: i don't know i made a boy george Latchhook. i was gonna marry him <laughs> but, um, but i thought i was gay so that wasn't gonna happen and then Michael Jackson, that didn't happen, but I'm glad it didn't. Yeah,
0: that wouldn't have gone well. He
1: died on my birthday. Mm. Michael Jackson. And Farrah Fawcett. Jeez. You know Farrah Fawcett?
0: I know the name, but I Charlie's can't. Charlie's
1: Angels? Okay. She died of anal cancer because she probably kept her emotions inside. Ooh. You got to let them out.
0: Got to let them out.
1: Let them out. Let them out.
0: What else are we talking? Oh, the eclectic market. How did that start?
1: Well uh I make a bunch of stuff I was with okay. abernathys for 10 years from the time they started and I had my own section in the store called suzone okay and uh I make you know i make some stuff that's inappropriate yeah so they where am I gonna sell it right yeah grasshoppers and leclerc I don't think they want like vintage porn ad matches right yeah so I had to like make my own thing and my friend Tara Colby and I um started something at the village theater last year couple years ago called um gorilla gorilla Fleazilla. and that went well and then noble left and I had a little bit of a nervous breakdown hmm. uh and then I came back and then I started working for you know Justin at Skylark so I just did my own thing at Skylark and you know it's been well received I have waiting lists I switch out the vendors so that everybody gets a chance to make money I feel like I've got hair on my lip I can't see it. Okay. Okay.
0: No, I don't see it. (laughs) Um, That is that is an annoying feeling. So the
1: the market's great, and I'm so happy about the market that I can. I'm so thankful that I can pay my mortgage and. Yeah. You know.
0: So you are you a believer in karma? Then.
1: I might not believe it, instantaneous. Yeah like maybe your next life like honestly why would anybody want to repeat shit you know get it right this life learn your lesson don't repeat it keep moving forward you know and maybe don't dwell on like it. if well i mean you people dwell on it yeah, but i mean but the, the next life maybe is when you get you know your payback mm-hmm. maybe you'll come back as the donkey at the zoo can you imagine he was probably like a wall street dude
0: it's <laughs> probably Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And now he's a he's a donkey at the zoo, or the wombat. I don't know. They had a wombat that was like losing its mind. I felt really bad. Uh, I made a video. I was like, "I'm coming back for you later, little buddy," uh, which gonna, is a true story. And we can end with this one because it's kind of good.
0: Yeah.
1: I had an ex-boyfriend who woke up and there was a monkey on him, in his bedroom.
0: Uh, okay. Do
1: tell. <laughs> Two kids from the Quad Cities, two punk rockers, broke into the Niobe Zoo and stole a monkey. And the monkey's name was Einstein. And people can look this up in the Quad Cities Times. They were high. They jumped the fence. They stole a monkey. They brought it to Tony's house, let it go, and shut the door. And Tony was sleeping (laughs) and woke up, and there was a monkey on him. And he thought he was tripping because he had done, like, a lot of (laughs) psychedelics. But the monkey was true and, like... There was, like, a lot of... Anyway, there was, like, a lot of monkey screeching. And then they they had to take the monkey back because the monkey needed, like... They got arrested. It was... Oh, yeah. You can't just go steal a monkey.
0: How big was the monkey? I
1: mean, it was, like, a, one of those black monkeys Fully with grown? white. Yeah, it was a bigger monkey. It wasn't, like, a baby monkey. It was, like, how... Like, like, I... Never even snuck out of the That's house. So I never fun. did That's anything so naughty.
0: That's so funny, though. Yeah, but I did some steal a monkey. I, I did some stupid stuff, but that is next level.
1: I never did any stupid stuff. Right. I never wanted to disappoint my parents.
0: Uh, I didn't either, but I did.
1: <laughs> I want to be really naughty.
0: <laughs> Later in life, you can do it, and I can do anything I want now. That the freedom. Of being, yeah, the freedom of being single, no kids. I'm eating meat naked. Yeah. Not even utensils. You should <laughs> see me. Yes.
1: Just juices all over my titties. <laughs> I mean, It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't matter at all.
1: Although the dogs, you know, they get kind of anxious. They're like, what? I'm just joking. Anyway, I'm out of control. <laughs> that coffee's kicking in. Coffee's it's kicking simultaneously, in. Simultaneously, and I'm having a hot flash.
0: Oh, wow. <sighs> Good lord. I think it's cuz I'm near you. That happens. I have that effect on people. Yeah.
1: And I hope this isn't loud. I don't know. We'll see. I hope not.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: How are you going to How can you edit that out? This is a Japanese silk fan. That's nice. Yeah. Where'd
0: I you? do love a fan. Where did you find that?
1: I have a collection of fans. Really? Yeah. I have a collection of everything. And people have often called me a hoarder. Well, guess who didn't call me a hoarder this time because my son that bougie little homo, he <laughs> had a complete freakout. I gave him a cocktail set. I said that cocktail set is worth three fifty. It was um, eight eight ball glasses, and they're lined with twenty four karat gold. And uh, I hear all of a sudden, oh my god, mom, they're five hundred dollars. And I'm like, well, if you have those, you're gonna have to have the ice bucket that comes with it. That's a buck twenty five. Then the stirrer. And by the time he left, he had a thousand dollar bar service. And I bought his husband's very Catholic, so I bought him some, like, really old relics from, like, 1880. And I got them an 1846 map from Iowa. So they had their whole car packed. And then he went through my vinyl, because he went to Ragged Records and bought a new record player. Just walks in, just pays, you know, just with his debt, you know? And he uh, went through my vinyl, and I was like, you can have whatever you want. And I came out, and he had my Jello, you know Jello Biafra? mm -hmm the singer for the Dead Kennedys, Jello Biafra gave me this picture disc, and he had it. Like, he was going to take it. I'm like, the fuck you are? Put that back. Don't even touch it. Hey. That's, like, my most sacred thing. So, I like, my whole mommy can give you anything you want. It was like, no, nah, don't
0: touch Conditions. That. There don't touch conditions. that. But he
1: did take, like, quite a lot of vinyl and a lot of antiques and a lot of stuff that I've collected because I have quite, you know, I'm selling out of my collection pretty much at my... Um, at my
0: at the market market
1: because I'm trying to get my like you've never been to my house but you should come over and hot tub and hang out there's so much stuff like I even have the garage filled and the basement because like my whole family has died so I have like all these dead people things but good stuff I mean like yeah. really cool things and I'm just selling them out of the house so I can get a I want to get a van and drive around make my house like an Airbnb or something I kind of want to do that. Do
0: they I, I've seen so many cool videos of people yeah. converting vans.
1: Probably, I honestly won't be a van. It'll be like a small home, like small RV, but like nothing yeah. fancy. Yeah. Yeah. But or not? Even, no, not a bus.
0: I won't do the bus. Yeah, that's too much.
1: But I'd like to travel around because, like, in my group of friends, I have great friends now, but a lot of my friends are all over the country, so I want to go see my friends because I feel like. My life ended in the 90s, mm. and it's just starting to begin. You know? I'm ready, and I want to get on the road.
0: I want to explore.
1: But not with the dogs and diapers. So they need to go to the light. But but I'm not going to kill them.
0: <laughs> yeah, they need to go to the light. Well, it's only a matter of time. They
1: I think they'll live forever, honestly.
0: That would be... Yeah. Wow.
1: That would be great. That would be so much fun.
0: <laughs> so much fun. What kind of dogs are they?
1: A cockapoo, Cleopatra. Shanene James is a black cockapoo with like a little white. And she, they used to always run away. So she had run away, and that's when our kids hooked up. Mm. Her daughter, Alice. And Noble named the one male puppy that we kept Usei Do you know what that name is? What it that's means? Saddam Hussein's son's name. <sighs> my kid is like eight, and he's like, let's he name not- him Use. No, my kid had like, in fourth grade, I just brought it out. He had like Russian club. We used to call him Baby Mussolini all the time. Thanks but a lot for having me. This was fun.
0: Yeah, it was good My to talk to you. My first podcast. First podcast. I'm glad I was able to yeah. do that. And uh, now you owe me a matchmaking cake. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah, no, I seriously, I've told guy, uh, girls about
0: you. Not guys. I said, like, guy, you're like, bitch, no. Like, nah, not a... Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> no ounce. I have. I will find you somebody. Hey, mm-hmm. I got, uh, in the meantime, I got stuff to do. Stay busy, so.
1: Yeah, you do. No rush. You're working on yourself. Yeah. So right now, and this is, I use this analogy all the time, you're working on your soil Mm -hmm. so that you can get a seed, it can be fertilized, and something, you know, prosperous will grow. Because, you know, I always said you can never found anything in sand. Because if you do, like the foundation's going to crack. It's not sturdy.
0: Well, there's those people that relationship hop from person to person. And that's
1: usually the people that are like, they're just looking for validation Yeah, and uh, they're never going to find it because they need to find it within themselves. You have to love yourself first.
0: Yep. You do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I noticed that and that's a big red flag for me now because I've gone, been there, done that. I'm Mm -hmm. just like, I can't.
1: You got to love yourself because why would anybody else love you if you don't? And you have to be able to give grace because if you don't give grace, you're not getting grace. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I think a teacher would be nice for you, or a social service person, because those people are usually kind-hearted people that they're not doing it for the glory. My brother married my
0: brother married a nurse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, she's now a doctor now. Uh,
1: um, Oh, nice. Yeah. What kind of doctor?
0: She's an an anesthesiologist assistant. Oh, nice. And my. Grandma, my favorite person, one of my favorite people in the whole world, is a retired ER nurse. Nice. She's a badass. And
1: she's still, she's still alive?
0: Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. My last, Very lucky. My last grandparent. I lost three during COVID. None to COVID. Oh,
1: cool. Just uh, during that time. Because they couldn't go out and get help. Yeah. Well, they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And I understand it because I, have, I really have been by myself, you know? So I understand that completely. Um, it's hard to be by yourself and be lonely. You can go some bad places. Yeah. I think that's why I make stuff all the time because, like, I'm constantly busy, then yeah, you're not in your head, busy you know? Yeah, staying busy and
0: keeping... You create, yeah. Having a creative outlet is great. And yeah. I have... I'm glad I have multiple.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right now I'm doing a guitar for uh, Tony Carducci, the guitar guy. Do you okay. know him?
0: Yeah, I don't know him, but... He's I a know great that... guy.
1: He, he gives all these people... He gets guitars and gives them to kids that can't afford it. Helps kids with music. He works at um, Pond Central down on 11th Street okay. in Rock Island. Um, he was at West Music for many years, but he just went there. My friend Jim Young owns it. Um, but he uh, gave me a guitar. I'm decobaging it for him with dirty magazines. It's going to be okay. s- superior. It's going to be beautiful. I've been wanting to do it for him for a long time. Nothing too extreme. Nothing like too extreme. I like the old 50s and 60s. Like. Erotica. R- risque.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: it, yeah. There is a magazine called Risque. I'm not going to, like, take anything out of Cat Fighting Cunts, which is something I have.
0: That's or hilarious. Tender Shavers. That's a thing.
1: It's the magazine's called Tender Shavers. It was actually a magazine in the 70s. <laughs> that's funny. I have a, such a collection. You know, that's. My friend my son's friends would be like, Why does your mom have so much porn? <laughs> Noble's like, She's progressive. <laughs> porn and bullets, poor <laughs> <a> kid. <laughs> what a what No a wonder calm. he got married and ran away. <laughs> He's been with his husband since they were fifteen. Really? Yeah. It was all bro back mountain,
0: but I knew, you know. Yeah, it's all broke. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, and like I was back. like and his hu- his His husband, husband didn't, more
0: so had to hide it.
1: His husband's grandfather still doesn't know. Like the family didn't know to the day that he left for boot camp. Mm. That Noble, that he'd been going to the Quad Cities to see, was his boyfriend. Oh. Yeah, but the family seems to have like embraced my son, which is nice. And yeah, they're cool. they're nice people. You know, so that's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm happy for him. He's happy. He's got two cats. He's they're like he's so excited to get home to his cat.
0: Oh yeah, I was excited to get she, home to my cat, even we're being gone for a couple of days. You
1: don't want to get your cat a friend?
0: I've thought about it, but she's not very friendly. You'll meet her. I'll meet her. You'll see.
1: But I'll talk to her.
0: Yeah, you ask her. You can. She'll mm-hmm. tell I'll you. I'll
1: tell you. Okay.
0: All right. Well, we should wrap this up. Uh, my phone's battery. Oh, um, yeah. But thank you everyone for tuning in, and thank you Suzanne for joining me. And thank you for uh, having me. We will hopefully next time I'll have an update on uh, Her finding me my wife
1: Yep A nice one for your mother Yeah your mo- Actually has did, to be mother approved I did have a mother's call me all the time That would see me like on TV or something Talking about it Yeah Yeah And they'd be like Can you find my son or girlfriend I'm like well they gotta wanna find somebody
0: Yeah they gotta want
1: I had a Oh I can't say the name But I had a guy who was like In a major quantity band mm. His mother called I was like, ma'am, I can't do this. And she was like, he's never going to find anybody. I was like, what do you. She's offering me a lot of money.
0: Oh, really? A lot of money.
1: And I could have really used the money. Yeah. But I felt that was really intrusive. You know, that's not what his desire was. Yeah, that's not what he wants. i not doing it for the month.
0: Yeah. Know.